open your Bibles today if you have them. Uh, we'll be in Mark chapter 10 today. We'll get there in just a moment. I'll give you a chance to find it on your electronic devices or in your scriptures. Um, I'm not old. I'm certain of it. However, I'm not young. That I am also certain of. Do you know how I'm certain? Woo! That's right there. Gets me every time. You know how I'm certain that I'm not young? The words on the notes that I use, they're not so small. Small, you know, they're smaller, you know, they're smaller than um, they were when we moved here almost four years ago. And so I'm finding uh, other items that seemed clear and crisp from far distances away are not so clear and crisp anymore. So therefore, I know that I am not as young as I, I know that I'm not young anymore. And that happens when you're no young, longer young. I think that I can get an amen somewhere in there. Your eyesight seems to dissipate at times. There are all kinds of different vision deficiencies, right? There's nearsighted, farsighted, ampla, am, amplia, amplio, lazy eye. That, that's what they call it. I had one. Astigmatism, color blindness, uh, partial and total blindness, okay? As an almost five-year-old boy, I had a lazy eye. I was nearsighted, so I was blessed with corrective lenses. And to help improve my sight, I wore those glasses until I was in the ninth grade, when essentially I got too cool to wear those glasses. And now it's actually cool to wear glasses even if you don't need them. Um, and it would appear... As the font on my iPad uh, continues to be enlarged, that corrective lenses are in my future, and I will be joining the cool crowd soon enough. <clears throat> but there's one thing that here. I want to see. I never, want, I, I never not want to see, okay? And if I have to choose between hearing and seeing, I want to see. I, choose, I, I will choose that, I think. I pray that I never have to come to that choice, but if I have it, I, I will choose to want to see. On a few different occasions in the Gospels, Jesus healed someone that was blind. And <clears throat> one man was blind from birth, and everybody had this argument about and wondered why he was blind. Right? Did he, was he blind because he was a sinner? Was he blind because his mom and dad was a sinner? And spoiler alert, yes, it was both. Because they're all sinners, right? Had nothing to do with sinning. It just turns out that he was human, and humans are sinners. So he was blind for some other reason, probably. Jesus healed another blind guy. He actually led this one, this, this fella, outside of the city gates. And as he, I don't know how that kind of unfolded, but here's how I envision it, that he came up to him and just kind of grabbed him along, and he led him out, and the the guy that was blind was like, okay, here I go, because he didn't really have a choice. And, um, and then he hears, <laughs> and he was like, oh. And he feels this wet stuff on his eyes. And Jesus made mud out of spit, and he puts it on his eyes. 
And he's like, well, that's weird. And Jesus asked him, well, can you see? And he goes, well, I can, I can see some people, but they look like they're walking around like trees. And it was a little blurry. I'm like, well, duh, you got like spit mud on your eyes. Of course, it's in your, it's in your eyes. So Jesus put his hands on his eyes again. And I don't know if it was just to wipe away the mud or what, but um, it was clear that time. And he tells him, go on. Don't tell anybody I did this, um, which seemed to happen a lot when Jesus healed somebody. But he healed that man too. And then there was blind Bartimaeus, a beggar whose name was Bartimaeus. He's, Jesus is walking. He's in Jericho, and he's on his way out of town. Bar, and then Bart hears the commotion of the crowd, and he asks, hey, what's going on? What's, what's the deal? Why is the, why is and they tell you, well, Jesus is coming. He's coming to and, and so Bart starts to yell, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they're like, shush, quiet down, man. You're making a scene. And they're like, no. And then he just yells even louder because they tried to muffle him out. And, and so, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And evidently, Jesus heard him. And he says, call him. Bring him over here. And uh, all of a sudden, these people that were shushing him are like, hey, you're in luck. Come on over. Jesus calls him over. And, and Bar- Bartimaeus gets face to face with Jesus. And that brings us to our phrase where Jesus speaks to him. And we're going to read it all together in in Mark chapter 10 in verse 46. And they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. And a man, a blind man named Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of Nazareth, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and he said, call him. So they called him and the blind man called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. And he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. So regardless of our environment, our world is filled with all different types of avenues for people to share what they want. Right? There's social media, of course, and that's easy to share what you want. And uh, most of the time, it's unsolicited. Um, unless you're replying to a sermon prep question that um, some pastors will put out there on the internet, um, they're, they're definitely unsolicited. Uh, and the results can be generated uh, that, that there are a lot of, it can generate a lot of eye rolls because they don't just match up what we want, right? And there can be uh, a lot of conversations that are brought up. Uh, about why, why were they thinking what they're thinking when all they're doing is just saying what they want, right? And what they want may not be what you want. And we can all shake our heads pretty hard to that. Some places will put suggestion boxes, right, in their businesses. And um, Jimmy Fallon does a suggestion box, and it's funny. 
Um, but some businesses will put suggestion boxes in their stores to help make improvements. But the suggestion boxes are only as good as people making suggestions, right? And when we make a suggestion for a business, what's it going to do? It's going to, uh, it's going to imply what we want for that business. We're never going to go in and we're going to say, all right, McDonald's, we're going to give you a better business model for the entire franchise of McDonald's. Do you think they care? They're making it all right, don't you think? For decades in McDonald's in every country in the world, um, they're doing okay. So they're suggested, but people will offer all their personal opinions. Regardless of the circumstances, though, it comes down to what people want. So if I asked you today, what do you want? Could you tell me? Right? Because let's face it, it's a pretty broad question. What do you want? I mean, we could narrow it down, right? What kind of ice cream do you want? Chocolate chip. <clears throat> what kind of steak do you want, ribeye? What kind of vegetable do you want? None. Throw it in the trash. When it gets down to it, you know, when somebody asks you, what do you want, do you have the answer? Do you have any answer? Is your answer, I want to see? Jesus asked blind Bartimaeus one of the hardest and broadest questions ever. What do you want me, the Son of God, God in a body, the most all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent, you name it, I created the universe, God, to do for you. And Bartimaeus has a decision. He has a decision. Well, what do I tell him? Right? Jesus did not ask, do you want me to heal you? That was an easy one, right? Jesus didn't ask, would you like to see because Jesus knew he was blind, right? He's Jesus. He asked, what do you want me to do for you? Because, you know, Bartimaeus was the one who initiated the conversation. Well, that should, should not be too hard of an answer because Bartimaeus was a, um, in a bad way. And he had time to ponder this uh, in his life because he sat on the side of the road. And that's what we learn from Scripture. And you know, uh, and, and you know that conclusions that he probably came to is that um, being able to see is probably better than not being able to see. That's my guess, uh, physically. And, and at the beginning of, of the Scripture passage, we read that he was sitting by the roadside begging. And I would, uh, I would doubt that being a beggar was the first choice of Bartimaeus's career. It's probably not at the top of his list of things that he wanted to do when he was growing up. And so his current situation easily helped him answer the question that Jesus gave him. And that would be true about us today. We went around and we sat down and we honestly answered. And Jesus was sitting right in front of us and he said, what do you want me to do for you today? Our current situation would easily drive our answer, wouldn't it? You don't have to shake your head yes, but I can see your heart shaking yes. Okay? Before we get 
too deep into uh, how Bartimaeus answered the question. Let's look at how he got to encounter Jesus in the first place. He was a beggar, right? So Bartimaeus was blind, but he was not deaf. So he heard a lot. He heard people walking by him every day. He, and, and, and because of that, he heard people talking about him. He just had to. And people would talk because people do that. Um, people would talk and they would oh, feel sorry for the beggar. The poor beggar on the side of the road. They would probably be annoyed by the beggar on the side. Of the, oh, he shouldn't even be here. Well, you know, it doesn't dress up our town very well. And, and, and he heard people talking about Jesus, most likely, because Jesus was in Jericho. And um, Jesus of Nazareth, and he would hear those words, and Jesus did this, and Jesus of Nazareth. And it would be pretty big deal that he heard of Jesus of Nazareth, because Nazareth was 86 miles away. That's a big deal, because nobody traveled that far. So Jesus, that was, why is he here? That's a long ways away. And that would, that would be pinging in his heart, in his head. Why would, why would he be that? And so Bart could not see, but he heard plenty and our passage tells us that the, the large crowd caused a stir, which kind of gets uh, Bartimaeus uh, all riled up, and, and uh, it causes him to think, oh, well, why, why is this happening? And it's because Jesus is coming, and he's like, it's now or never. It's now or never. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chance. And Bartimaeus is like, and, and we are not, we're not sure why Bartimaeus is so inspired by Jesus' presence. Here, there in Jericho, it could be possible that Bartimaeus heard Jesus teach on one occasion. Maybe one of the people led him along from the side of the road where Jesus was teaching, and he heard Jesus teach. Maybe so. Maybe one of the people that, um, maybe one of the disciples sat down next to him and told him about Jesus. That's possible too. Who knows? We don't get that information. But uh, nevertheless, he decides that the next time that Jesus was close by, he would do whatever it takes to get face-to-face -face with him. And maybe in, in his time on the side of the road, um, he, he devised this plan, and, here's, and this was his chance. But what we do know from Scripture is that Bartimaeus believed that Jesus was the Messiah. We get that because when he cries out, uh, Jesus, son of David... Have mercy on me. That title, Son of David, was a popular way that they identified the Messiah because the Messiah they knew would come from the bloodline of David. And so Bartimaeus called out that way. And Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming and everyone tried to shut him down. He starts yelling, like, shush, we're trying to see Jesus and you're just the beggar over here. Be quiet. You're not relevant. You can't even see him coming. It doesn't matter. And he wanted to get face to face with him. And Bartimaeus' persistence paid off because Jesus heard him and calls for him. And Bartimaeus comes face to face with Jesus where he speaks these words of life. And they form a life-changing question. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want, Bartimaeus? It's the question of a lifetime, right? If your teacher asked it, asked this question, what do you, what do you want? I want an A. Yeah. If your boss is asking this question, what would your boss ask this question? Well, I'd like a raise or a day off or both. 
If you get, I mean, if we're going to ask, you might as well ask the whole way. If, uh, if Jesus is asking, if God Almighty is asking a blind beggar from Jericho, what do you want me to do for you? Well, Bartimaeus' answer was not very suspenseful. Let's read it. In verse 51, what do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Jesus, I want to see. And Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Jesus, I want to see. Bartimaeus had been blind for some time, maybe his whole life. We don't get that information. We don't know why he was blind. But he had been blind for long enough. And when Jesus of Nazareth was within earshot, Bartimaeus calls out to him, and Jesus heard him. That's important. Jesus heard him. And asked, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus knew what he wanted. I want to see. And guess what? Jesus' response was just as unsuspenseful as Bartimaeus's. I want to see, Jesus. And Jesus like, go. Your faith has healed you. And immediately, Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, no longer had that adjective in front of his name. Jesus didn't even take credit for the healing. He just kind of walked on. And he said it was Bartimaeus' faith that did the healing. Bartimaeus' faith that Jesus was the Messiah before he even met him. He had faith that if he got the chance, he would be even, if he would even be able to ask, knowing that Jesus could do it, that he would be healed. And what did Bartimaeus do after he could see? He followed Literally, he followed him. He just kept going down the road right along with Jesus. And Bartimaeus followed along, along because, I mean, why wouldn't he? He had probably heard that Jesus fed the 5,000 too, and he was probably hungry after being a beggar, so why not go along with that too? I can see now, I'm get, I'll get full. And so his life was changed because he knew what he wanted. He wanted to see. So what do you want? Do you want the right things? Do you want God things? If Jesus was walking through the foyer right now, and he just yelled, and we just yelled, oh, Jesus, hey, could you come in here? By the way, he is here. Amen. <laughs> and he just asked us, he sat down right next to you, okay, like right in the front row, which would probably mess with all of you. Um, I, I can't get over that. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? I'm certain that if he asked me, I want a lot of things, okay? And I'm certain that God wants them too, okay? I'm certain of it, all right? Some, you know, here, here are some. Some are serious. Some are not so serious. But I know that God wants some of them, okay? I want my family to be safe and healthy all the time. I'm certain that God wants that. I want Jackson and Maya to always have a growing relationship with Jesus. I want our kids to always make good decisions and help maintain 
those first two things, right, that I said. I want Angie and my marriage to always thrive, even after 20 years of being together. I always want that. I know God wants that, too. I want things like sex trafficking and child slavery and divorce and hunger to just be destroyed. Just get rid of it. I'm pretty sure God wants that, too. I want people to be healed of their cancer and Alzheimer's and mental illness and substance abuse. And the list just goes on and on. And I know God wants that, too. I want the teams that I chair for to win (laughs) all the time. It was getting pretty thick in here. I'm sorry. I want the lights that I pull up to to turn green when they see my car. I want, God, I want gas to cost less than a dollar a gallon. And if God can do that, he still wouldn't get elected president. Anyway, I am certain that you have things that you want. Maybe even things on that list, probably more towards the top. And they may be, there, there may be more, because they affect us. And God wants those same things. But this week, as I'm reading this passage and I'm, I'm praying about what God want, wanted me to share uh, about this and what he wants me to know about this, this is what settles in my heart. It was the same thing that Bartimaeus says, that I want to see. I want to see. For Bartimaeus, the answer was physical, right? It was a literal, I want to see. But I can't help but think that Bartimaeus' answer was spiritual too. He was blind Bartimaeus. He truly wanted to see, but the result of his physical sight was what? He followed Jesus. Imagine what kind of testimony, what distinct impact on his spiritual sight that that had and on those around him. Because his heart would always see life through the eyes that Jesus healed. And I believe that the things that are in our lives that God has healed us from, we will always see through those eyes. And that's important for us to use as our testimony. And I, I believe that God, that that's what God wants for us today. He wants us to see. And Bartimaeus had to, had to seek Jesus out, didn't he? he? He caused all kinds of commotion when he heard Jesus near. And, he, and we have to be willing to, to go and do, we have to go to great lengths, don't we, sometimes, to get ourselves to the feet of Jesus. Not because Jesus isn't seeking us. We have to go to great lengths to get ourselves to the feet of Jesus because of us, because of our problems, because of what we're holding on to. And even if the world's telling you to hush, just shut up, right? Don't worry about it, right? Leave Jesus alone. Stay, on, uh, stay back on the side of the road uh, and don't worry about it. Your life is going to be terrible no matter what. Right? Stay behind, stay blind to life, 
and don't worry about it. And the grace of God that, all, that, that he's offering to you, don't worry about it. That's what the world's going to tell you. They're going to just stay in muffle, all of it. And when God asks what we want him to do for us, I hope your answer is that I want to see. That we see the part of our lives that needs to be surrendered to Jesus on a daily basis. That we see where God is leading us every day. That we see the opportunity that God puts in front of us to share his love with others. That we see how God can pour out our lives and take up our cross. And the end result being just like Bartimaeus. That as soon as he could see, he followed. He followed Jesus. And we can all see all those, that when we see all those things through the eyes of whatever he's healed us from, that we just follow all the more. That's what we hope. Next week, we plan to wrap up what we're talking about, how Jesus speaks by what he said in John, when he says, I'm sending you. And I look forward to sharing more about that next week. But our prayer is that we see when he asks us, what do you want me to do for you? That we have the answer. Amen? Let's all pray together. Father God, we love you today, and we're so thankful for your presence in our lives. Lord, help us to take the opportunity when we need to get in front of you, that we go to great lengths to do whatever it takes to get there, that we don't let people calm us down, that we don't let people... Um, hush us up, that, that we do whatever it takes to get into your presence, that we seek and we find when you call us out and when you ask us, what do you want me to do for you, that all we want to do is see through the eyes of our healed hearts and the grace that you've provided for us. As we go out today, as you send us, Father, we just pray that as we encounter those around us, that you will give us the opportunity to share your love with them, that you will be a, a bright light in our hearts and in our lives. We love you today in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful day today. Stay as cool as possible. Remember, no uh, meeting at the park tonight. And uh, we will see you Wednesday night at intermission if you can make it. God bless. Have a wonderful day.